guys. Welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 11. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. And yeah. we did not do a test. So I don't no, even know we if did I did do a test. Did we? Yes, when we were talking about drinking out of the same glass. Oh, yeah. No, that's not allowed. I anymore. recorded it and then I listened to it. <laughs> uh, okay. and that's when I told you, hey, scooch in. And hey, thanks to you for scooching in and listening to us again. Welcome to episode number 11. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights is sadly or finally over, depending on how you feel about it. Uh, I feel a little bit sad about it, but that means we get to talk about different things now. I don't know any different things. This is going to be terrible. This is a joke. I know what we're talking about today. Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into these episodes. It's not a lot of work. Uh, But today we had to do a little bit of research, and that research entailed us going to Walt Disney World to go to Disney Springs to go to Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. Because today we're going to be bringing you a dining review of this Disney Springs restaurant. Do you remember how we used to do these? The one other time that we didn't know. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be raking this restaurant on four, five <laughs> main things. <laughs> Great start, buddy. Uh, I looked Great at it start. real quick. Um, so we each have ten points to a lot for the following categories. It's going to be atmosphere, theming, drinks, food, and value. And when we get to the end of this, we'll have a score out of 100 to see how this ranks. The last one that we did was Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump Shrimp Cump. Which came almost like, I think, 51 or 49. Yeah, it, was, it was almost like exactly middle. I have it in middle. my notes, but I am not going to flip back through it. So if that is... It was around 50, because we basically ended the episode being like, yeah, that's kind of like the middle of the road. That's the barometer for all restaurants to stick to. I don't know. Get ahead. Go yeah. below. I don't really know. You can do whatever you want to Bubba Gump Shrimp Comp. Uh, oh, but... no. With consent. Anyways, uh, full disclosure, this is not our first time eating at Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. This not is even rest- the second. No, this is a restaurant I've been going to since it has opened um, maybe once a month or so. I mean, all things considered. Really? We, we go there often. I don't feel like we go there often at all. We do. It's one of my favorites, and we basically just go... Goodbye, homecoming, as we go somewhere. Maybe, okay, maybe not once a month. But we go there often enough, and it's, again, full disclosure, one of our favorite places to eat. So some stuff might be sprinkled into this review outside of just this past visit. But I will say homecoming is very consistent and has been since it has opened. Um, At least since I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And, again, this is... Uh, brought to Disney Springs by celebrity chef Art Smith, who's actually from Florida. So this is kind of a homecoming for him. Oh, I guess that's where the name comes from. But um, yeah, I see what um, you did there. <laughs> Art Smith's claim to fame, besides just being a world class Southern style chef, is he was Oprah's personal chef, which is one of my favorite jokes. If you would like to share it, oh, like the reason why Oprah can could not lose weight. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Because um, everything that they serve to you is official Southern-style home cooking. And it's all very rich, dense, big helping portions. Um, but we're getting ahead of stuff. Uh, so this time when we went, we did sit out on the patio. So you don't get too much of the same atmosphere or theming that you would get had you sat inside. But the biggest thing to note about homecoming is... In the Disney Springs lore, uh, this is actually a 
farmhouse and it's been recommissioned into a restaurant because everything that you're visiting at Disney Springs, whether it's a shop, store, restaurant, it's actually a part of the Disney Springs town I'm making air quotes with. Um, so when you're actually inside the building, you'll see a lot of like light woods, um, burlap sacks. Everything is very... Hey, we your fish- mom's friends Pinterest. This yeah, we, is what it looks like. We fished this out of the barn to hang up on the walls. Um, so, how do you feel about the theme? Because again, we sat on the patio, but we've been inside before. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, it feels very homey. With that being said, it doesn't feel very stuffy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are restaurants that try to be very homey, and they're just like, "Here, have all this crap all together," and now you feel like you're at home. Kind of similar to how Cracker Barrel, uh, Cracker Barrel, um, to some extent, uh, Bubba Gumps was like this, where it was yeah. just like every corner needed to have something, so you were just kind of always overwhelmed with stuff. This like you have room to breathe a little bit. Um, farmhouse aesthetics are not really my favorite, but I still feel like hey, in there, you know, like it's like it's fine, like it's not, it doesn't overwhelm me, it doesn't disgust me. I think it's. You said it perfectly. It doesn't overwhelm you. It's enough there to let you know what you're doing, where you're at, where you're eating. Um, so what do you give the theming out of a 10? I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. I, I straight up give it a 8. It does the job that it's supposed to do. Um, you walk in there, you might not know the Disney Springs lore, but when you walk in there, you do get that farm fresh feeling. Mm-hmm. Um because this restaurant actually is part of a farmer's initiative where they try to get as many of their ingredients from locally sourced farms as possible. So mm-hmm. they're not just getting all of your mass market GMO stuff. Like they're trying to partner up with local Florida farms to get the best ingredients in that they can. And it, you can taste a difference. Oh, it, it definitely does show in the food. But we're not talking about that yet. Because first we're going to talk about the atmosphere. The Uh, Being a Disney Springs restaurant, this is usually very busy. And that's something to take into account when you do plan on eating here. Because it is a family-friendly restaurant. So it's always going to be full. There's always going to be a lot of people of various ages in here. It can get pretty rowdy inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't mean like rowdy like people are throwing tables. But it's just due to the floor plan of it and how many tables that they do manage to fit in there and just the shape of the building, the acoustics aren't the best. Mm -hmm. So all that sound, all that clatter kind of carries. And it could be a very, I don't even want to say slow day in there because I've never been in there on a slow day. (laughs) But even if it's not at capacity, it's still quite loud in there. And I will say we're pretty lucky because we're usually a group of two. I can't imagine, like, a family trying to just walk in here and be like, hey, I would like a table for five, because the wait will probably be... Yeah, I think even the time we went there with your sister, we wound up sitting at the bar because that was the fastest mm-hmm. place for us to get in. And we're fairly flexible when it comes to getting into restaurants. We're definitely the people that are, like, hey, first available, like, inside, outside, wherever is fine. Um, in most cases, I think we do wind up sitting on the inside, but there have been a few times that we've been outside. Last visit. Yeah, last visit. In particular. Um, they have fans. They try to keep it as comfortable as possible, but it's definitely a thing where you are eating outside, watching all the people from Disney Springs walk by, look at you as you're eating kind of thing, and just be like, please stop staring at me. Uh, and also, 
bears noting too, if you do come down to Florida in some of the cooler months and you're at Disney Springs at one of the nights where the temperature might be a little bit lower than you plan on, they do have like those stationary heaters outside mm-hmm. too to help keep you a little bit toastier if you do have to sit outside on the patio. But other than that, like, um, other than how loud it is, it just adds to, like, I guess, defeming because it feels like a farmer's market almost. Uh, (laughs) I get that. For atmosphere, I I pick six. It's definitely a place that you know you're in a busy restaurant, but it doesn't detract too much from the experience. Mm -hmm. So I think, for me, a six is fair. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Straight seven so far. Uh, The next thing thing we're going to be talking about, though, is the drinks. And Homecoming does have a fair assortment of drinks. They do have just your typical Coca-Cola products available. But outside of that, they also do have a bunch of different uh, whiskeys and bourbons. They have a bunch of different moonshines. They're full bars, so they have a lot of different cocktails. Uh, They also have a bunch of uh, craft moonshine cocktails. And then they have a pretty decent beer list, too. Not a lot of stuff on tap, but they do have a lot of things available in cans. But if you're going, I think the thing you should definitely steer your taste towards is the moonshine. And this is something that we always wind up getting when we do go there. And last visit, no no difference. <laughs> yeah, no, their moonshine, even if you don't like moonshine, I don't feel like... You can go wrong with getting a moonshine cocktail. Like, it's they're so good. You can't taste the alcohol. I'll scream at you as I wave my 16-ounce cocktail and be like, yeah, I can't remember what I did like five minutes before, but it's fine. Yeah, they all are very drinkable, and they are probably all very high ABV, but they don't tell you what it is. Um, when you do order your moonshine uh, punches or cocktails... They do have different sizes that are available. In most cases, if you just want a glass, uh, it's going to be a 16-ounce for $15. But they also do sell gigantic 22-ounce squeeze bottles, where it just kind of looks like a water bottle you would take with you to the gym, where it has almost like one of those uh, can koozies on it. Mm. Uh, They are homecoming branded. Those are $23, but if you ever come back or if you decide you want refills on it, those are only $15 for the refill. For me, that's a bargain. Mm-hmm. We have multiple of these bottles. We just never happen to take them <laughs> with us. So when we order and they ask if you want the squeeze bottle or the regular, we always just wind up getting the regular. But I can handle my liquor. I can drink a lot. But I ta- like tap out at two of these drinks just because usually we've had a beer to walking around Disney Springs before we actually wind up getting seated. And then we'll have another beer so after we leave. So I try not to go too hard at homecoming because I want to enjoy my meal. Uh, uh, I'm a one-and-done type of gal. That's absolutely fine. Again, like, they are very strong, especially if you're getting that squeeze bottle because it's 22 ounces. That's enough to walk around Disney Springs after you finish your meal. Riding high, just enjoying the rest of your evening. They also have a little bar on the outside that you can just get... um... The cocktails. Yeah, they have a shine bar that's detached from the restaurant, so you don't even have to actually stop inside or at the patio to get any of these drinks. You can just walk up to the bar and get drinks to go, which is also really cool. Uh, What did you have the last time we went? Last time we went, I got what I always get because I found one that I liked and I'm going to stick with it. It is the Rum Shine Punch. 
do do. <laughs> uh, the Rumshine Punch is strawberry, rumshine, blackberry, brandy, banana liqueur, pineapple juice, and a house-made grenadine. Uh, this is actually my favorite. I get it every time that we go, but this time I tried to get something different just to freshen things up a little bit. So I had the sweet tea shine, which was sweet tea, fresh squeezed lemon, and moonshine. It was fine. It tasted like sweet tea. Nothing wrong with it, but I definitely preferred the Rumshine Punch. Uh, when our server came by to see how we liked the drinks, she offered to switch out my Sweet Tea Shine for the Rumshine one. I was like, no, no, that's fine. I'm not complaining about it. I just like the Rumshine Punch better. Like, this is still good. I'm still going to finish it. Um, Another honorable mention would be the Blue Hooch. The Blue, Blue Hooch, Hooch is pretty good, too. Um, the strongest Moonshine on tap. I think it's all definitely worth checking out, but if you go, you have to get the Rumshine Punch. I think that's that's the star of the show. Um, they do have a bunch of other cocktails, like we said, at the front. If you're not into that, definitely a bunch of different types of beer available. For me, I, I have to put the drinks at a 10. I think they're absolutely knockout, not just because they'll get you drunk. They're just delicious. <laughs> Mine, I'm going to do a 9. Okay, what's keeping it from that? The 10? That 10. I wasn't a big fan of of your drink, honestly, last time. And that could be because, like, it wasn't sweet tea, like, as sweet as I like it. I want to just be drinking straight up sugar with someone, like, screaming, it's tea. Like, for me to be like, oh, that's the flavor that I'm adding into it. Uh, but it definitely had more of a tea uh, flavoring to it. Let's still say it's sweet enough, and I think some of that sweetness is leveled off by the moonshine mm-hmm. in it. And I think if they tried to up that sweetness anymore, it might be too, too much sweet. for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, like rumshine, I feel like um, the rumshine punch is, I think, very sweet. Like it's a sweet drink, definitely. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm expecting. I want to be like, it's juice, <laughs> and it's not juice. Like, it's not juice, Yanni. It's not. Don't drink it like it's juice. All right. But so, next up, we always talk about the food. Always. This oh, is the second time we've done a, a food This is the second time. But we're always going to talk about the food after the drinks. <laughs> uh, we did start off with an appetizer, and for that, we actually got the Church Lady Deviled Eggs, which are Southern-style deviled eggs, at $13. These are just deviled eggs. You get like a half dozen, so... Mm-hmm. And by half does I mean you get three eggs. three eggs split in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical deviled egg style, except there's like a little bit of bacon on top of some of them. They are so good. They're deviled eggs, but better. I don't know how he did that, but they're better than regular deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are really good. And then he made them better. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. The only thing that hurts is something we'll be talking about once we wrap up the food, the values, it's $13 for three hard-boiled eggs. Mm. When you think about it that way, it's like, ooh, that's a lot. But I love deviled eggs. I never make deviled eggs, though, because who has time for that? I do. Church ladies. I, I, I could. Uh, but I think it's these, in the are, name. Church these are absolutely fantastic. And, again, side discussion, there has been times before where we've gone to homecoming and we've just ordered appetizers and then sides for dinner because mm-hmm. everything that you get is such a big, big helping that even the appetizers can eat like a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and while we didn't get them this time, 
the thigh high chicken biscuits are literally full size chicken sandwiches, and you get three of them when you order that as an appetizer. Yeah, and those are dense because it's his uh, famous um, buttermilk brined fried chicken on good size like cheddar biscuits, drizzled with hot honey. Which, they're amazing. But we didn't have them this time, but just as a recommendation, um, this is definitely something you can wind up doing because that appetizer is $18, and it's definitely something that you can share between three people. Like, the time that we did that, I think we each ate one of the biscuits, and then we still had one to take, like, yeah. the next day of mm-hmm. lunch. Yeah. Um, they are dense. It's very much, like, eating Thanksgiving food. After you eat, like, one, you're just like, okay, cool. This is a meal. This is a meal. But what did you get for your entree? My entree this time was the fried chicken and donuts, which was two pieces of Chef Art Smith's famous fried chicken, served with house-made sugar donuts, which were delicious, and creamy mashed potatoes. And this was $31. Uh, for myself, I actually wound up getting the Art's famous fried chicken, $33. This is his buttermilk brined uh, fried chicken served with creamy mashed potatoes, a cheddar drop biscuit, and love, as he says. Uh, we also got a side of the macaroni and cheese, too, to split, mm-hmm. which is a decent-sized crock of mac and cheese, I believe. I was just double-checking. Yes, it is $8 for that mm-hmm. uh, mac and cheese. Uh, the server asked if we wanted bacon on top, which absolutely, <laughs> Yes. But this mac and cheese is so rich, so dense, that we split this crock and there's still some left over to take home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what are your thoughts on your entree? Um, I don't remember. Was there bone in my fried chicken? I feel like there was. There might have been. Yeah. I'm not a big eating meat with bones person because I am actually a child. And seeing bones is icky. Um, but I'll devour that, that fried chicken. It is, it's so good. Like, there's no reason for it to be so good. It's nice and moist. The outside's nice and crispy. And, yeah, I think I ate one piece at the restaurant. I ate one of the donuts because it comes with two donuts. And then I ate half of my mashed potatoes. And then I took the rest of it for lunch the next day because it's such a big portion that I just couldn't finish it all. Yeah, and same thing with me uh, for the actual fried chicken. I feel like what you get is like a breast and then the full leg and then also the mac and cheese on the side. And then I had the mashed potatoes that came with it, the biscuit. And then they also give you some of like their homemade pickles. Mm -hmm. And... I ate most of the chicken. I took part of the leg, like the drumstick home with some of the mashed potatoes, the mac and cheese, and then half the pickles. And that was still enough for lunch for the next day. Uh, Again, that was $33. So we'll be coming up to the value. So these are, it's not a cheap meal, especially I think if you're going with a full family. Mm -hmm. For the two of us, with the Disney pass holder discount that we have, which I think took like 20% off, with the drinks that we had... The bill was over like hundred and twenty dollars. So mm-hmm. this is not a cheap meal. This isn't just like a hey, let's stop, get a quick bite. Like theme park pricing, yes, mm-hmm. everything is more expensive, but this is definitely, I think, a little bit more of a premium, mm-hmm. uh, especially 
when you look at some of the other options that you do have at Disney Springs, there are much cheaper ones. But when it comes to the food, I don't think there's too many that are at this level. For me, the food is a 10. Oh, no, mine's a 10, too. <laughs> uh, no. Again, we've eaten here multiple times. I was going back and forth between getting the fried chicken or the uh, the chopped pork barbecue, which I've had a couple times before. And it's really good. It's it's all so good. And you can tell there's a lot of love and care that does go into all of these dishes. It, it's all absolutely fantastic. And you can, like, if you just want the sides, there is an option. I can't see it. Oh, the kitchen plate, where you get a sampling of three different house-made sides. So you can pick three of them for, like, $20. And the mac and cheese was already $8. So if you pick yeah. two more, you're already saving. And just looking at the sides that they have available, you can get the biscuits for 7 mashed potatoes for 7 the mac and cheese, 8 They also have uh, kale and collard greens for 7 green beans for 8 uh, veggie and mash, uh, sorry, roasted veggies and potatoes for eight dollars. Summer squash casserole eight. Slaw for six or grits for seven. I think if you get any three of those, like it's still going to be enough food that you'll be taking stuff home. Like mm-hmm. the sides are They're very, huge. very good size servings. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like not a, I guess a cost conscious uh, way to go around it. If you just want to sample homecoming, maybe get an appetizer each and then try to get the kitchen plate as your main entree and just kind of split everything yeah i honestly i think that would be a good pick because at that point i mean you're looking probably closer to like 60 or 70 not including drinks so Mm -hmm. it'd be a little bit cheaper and that's still a lot of food but that's ultimately going to bring us to the value how do you feel homecoming stacks up dollars to dollars to dining wise hmm so, at Disney Springs, I think your cheapest restaurants are going to be Deluxe, Blaze, Chicken Guy? Chicken Guy is very reasonably priced. Uh, maybe Earl of Sandwich. And Earl of Sandwich, yeah. Those would be, like, if you want, like, a, it's still going to be more expensive than your, like, down-the-street McDonald's or Burger King. But it definitely, um, you know. It would be more pricey, but it's not as pricey as it could be. Um, that being said, I think the most comparable thing that I can think of in Disney Springs is probably Morimoto. Like, right across, where it's, I feel like Morimoto's a lot more expensive than Homecoming. And SDK, which is also yeah. right now, that's probably going to be like... We will not be <laughs> talking about SDK anytime soon. <laughs> no. Um, so that being said, like, if you look at the swing of things homecoming is like right in the middle of like being just expensive enough that it's not super casual but not so expensive that you feel like you have to dress in like a suit and tie to like walk in it definitely has like that farm feel to it um and that being said i don't think we've ever finished a plate at homecoming no um, we are always taking at least half of it home. We always get at least two meals out of it. Uh, and it's always, like, super duper good. Uh, but it is, you know, it's $30 for two pieces of fried chicken and two donuts. Two, and they're mini donuts, too. Yeah, so <laughs> they're not, like... like <laughs> If you get the bag of Hostess donuts from your supermarket, mm-hmm. they're that size. Yeah, they're, they're small. You know, you do feel a little silly like i told my dad about this restaurant and he was like really invested until i told him the price and he was like oh that's a lot um so for value 
I'm honestly, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. No, that's actually kind of where I was stuck thinking with it too, because the food is absolutely fantastic. Everything that I have ever had there is so good. I have never had a bad experience between like the food or the drinks. It's all worth the price, and you do get a lot of it. It's just, it could price a lot of people out. Mm. And this is just, it's a date night meal for us. It's not just like a, oh, hey, we're running out. Let's get something to eat quick. Oh, Mm. let's go to homecoming. Like, it's the nights that we're going to Disney Springs to walk around, go shopping. Like, it's, it's an event for us. But all that being said, overall with our points. So, for atmosphere, I gave it a six. You gave it a seven. Theming, I gave it an 8, you gave it 7. Drinks, I gave it a 10, you gave it 9. Food, we both agreed on a 10 out of 10. Uh, value, I said 6, you said 7. Overall, that puts this at an 80 out of 100, which is a very high, very strong score. Like, She'd be high. She'd be high. Uh, I think this is definitely somewhere that you should stop by on your trip or for like a date night if you want good home style cooking but you don't know how to do it at home (laughs) because honestly even if you do i don't know if you could do it at this level no no it's really good like i've had good mac and cheese but it's it's really good (laughs) mac and cheese it's it's heart attack worthy because (laughs) the amount of butter and cheese that's in all of this it's you probably need to walk around a little bit after you eat Uh um, just to burn through those calories and also Anytime we've left, even though we haven't finished our food, like we still need that moment to walk around just to work through the discomfort of being so full. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so worth it. it it's, it's, it's so worth it because after, you know, doing one more round of Disney Springs, it's like, okay, now I'm at the level where I could get a treat mm-hmm. or another drink. Like, time for that Gideon's cookie. You know, <laughs> you, you can't just go right to it. Um, even when we were there, our server asked if we wanted to get dessert. And I was like, people get dessert when they come here? I, I don't know how we could wind up doing that. <laughs> Unless you're only getting dessert. Unless you're doing just like the sides and the appetizer, like the split. Maybe we try that next time we go. Mm, maybe. Uh, not Ooh. get full entrees because we'll definitely be back. Oh, yeah, definitely. And hopefully you come back for the next episode. I don't know what we'll be talking about yet, but it'll definitely be something more theme park related. It won't be Horror Nights. You know, we already got the the first announcement for next year, Chucky, so who knows? (laughs) But let us know what your thoughts on Homecoming are. Email us directly over at baggedandboardcast at gmail.com or comment on any of the social media posts that you saw for this episode. Uh, We appreciate you listening. Uh, Go get some Homecoming, y'all. Oh, wow, is that over? (laughs) 